0: to the Barry Centrals. On this Victory Monday, we recap the Bears' 23-20 to victory over the Houston Texans and much, much more. And A-Dub, your boy had a chance to watch this game a second time, so I got to digest this game, man, and so I got a lot to unpack. Audience, y'all gonna be in for a treat today. a what's what's a good work though, my guy.
1: Man, everything is good, press. Hey, look, man, we got the victory. with two and one. I'm quite sure it's a lot for you to bring up on this show, man. So I'm looking forward to that. We would have recorded this show yesterday, man. I probably would have been a little bit more pessimistic. And the reason why
0: I say that, audience, is because that win yesterday to me when I left Soldier Field, it didn't feel like a win, bro. It kind of felt like a loss to me. But today, re-watching it, looking at it a little bit more critically, I kind of sat back and said, listen, a win is a win. This is a team right here that a lot of people – Thought we were going to be one and two at this point in the season. We two and one. So I'm gonna focus on the positives now, audience. I'm definitely gonna be critical of certain players now on this team because you know we ain't gonna <laughs> let people off the hook now, around <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, friends. That ain't what we do, A W. That ain't what we do.
1: No way. But I mean,
0: A W. Going into this matchup, you and I pretty much were on the same page. We were like, "Hey, the Bears should win this game." We thought it was gonna be a close game, and that's exactly what we got. I think I had a. The Bears winning nineteen 19-13. You had them 27-24. So listen, audience, AW in the preview pod set a field goal, and that's what happened in this game. Cairo Santos, game winning field goal. I mean, bro, I didn't even sweat that. When I saw Cairo going up there, I'm like, we good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew it was over there, Perez. Even seeing Cairo Santos warm up pregame, he was getting himself ready, Perez. And just good to see him kick one in, man, for a game win. Like you said, you saw him warming up, so you probably knew he was good. One of
0: the things that I really have to give this coach staff credit for Cairo Santos and how they set him up for that game-winning kick, I like that. They put it on the hash that he preferred. You set the guy for success. I remember the last regime when Eddie Pinheiro <laughs> preferred the ball <laughs> on a certain hash. They don't give him the ball on that hash, and he missed that damn kick. against. I think it was the Panthers I think he missed that kick. And right now? We're gonna recap our prior keys to the game because, audiences, as you guys remember, if you listen to our previous show, what I said in our previous show, a dub, was we needed to see a heavy dose of Montgomery and Herbert in this ball game, and we saw more of Herbert because our boy Money went down with that. Well, they said either ankle or knee injury, whatever it was. And I didn't like the way it looked. And you were there. I mean, from your standpoint, what were you thinking when you saw Montgomery go down?
1: When I saw him go down, Perez, and I saw how it's leg went back of course they showed it on the monitor you get to see it but then you look on the field he's still down prayers for a while and then he gets up limping with a little help so i was really concerned about it
0: didn't look good and also you can just tell from even from being out in the lot and just hearing like how the the, the crowd kind of like had a little bit of a hush over it you don't ever want to hear that kind of sound and like i said watching it on on the tv out in the parking lot i was like Ugh. I, I, I don't like it but you know what According to what they're saying on the injury uh, update that they gave on them as day-to-day, that's a lot better than what I was thinking. I thought that was going to be like a week-to-week type of injury. So we'll see what happens with money. But going into that that key, though, a I knew the key was going to be focusing in on that Texas run defense because guess what? They are who we thought they were because we see it going in that game. You can gash that defense. We gash that defense. We did what we needed to do. Khalil Herbert ran early and often against that defense. I mean, my man right now still running for first downs against that damn defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Khalil Herbert took no nights off against this team, man. He ran right up and over through these guys. He was like, look, just because we lost David Montgomery doesn't mean we out of it. The guy still produced, man. You got to love it seeing him, Khalil Herbert hold it down for us.
0: Like I always say, man, best one-two punch in the league. And when you got a guy like David Montgomery, who's to me still the heart and soul of that offense, well, shit, man, when you can go to your number two back and he can put up 157 yards, boy, that's an embarrassment of riches right there, boy.
1: Not only just those yards there, Chris, but also two touchdowns along with it.
0: Well, I mean, come on now, A-Dub. Of course, the touchdowns. But I'm talking about <laughs> the yards. And you can get them touchdowns without him plowing through and getting them yards, man. So but my point is, though, early and often, that was a key. We good there. Now, your key was to get Mooney and Komet involved in that office offense, Adub, and we know where that ended up going. Yeah, we saw Komet get a couple looks out there, a couple catches. All right, I'm, I'm, like, seeing his number getting called. But your boy Money Moon, man, even though he had a couple catches, he had a pretty bad drop out there.
1: Yes, he did, man. Did not look good at all, Perez. Um, And I, I'm a little concerned. I'm glad that he actually stood outside the game, you know, and stayed in there and, and started to work on this game a little bit more. I, I give him credit for that, but, man, during the game, I was concerned even seeing him get that drop. I'm like, money, Moon, Got to get your mind in this game, baby, because we need you. We need you. Our pass game has not been looking good, so you got to make those catches.
0: Yeah, that bank remains closed, and, and I will give him his credit because after the game was over, he was out there still in his uniform taking yeah. passes from the jugs machine, right? And so I do give him kudos for that, but at the same time, bro, man, I don't know what it is, man. Like I said, I did the rewatch on it. I mean, there was a lot of times out there, man. He had double teams on him. And one sequence, I thought I saw three people on him, especially on that one play with Justin through the pick. Yeah. So obviously these teams are definitely focusing in on him, but I don't know, man. I'm just looking at it like it's a combination of Mooney and it's a combination of Getty, but they gotta get this figured out. Gotta get it figured out.
1: Yeah, man. A lot of the ride don't cool him. Luke, you know, he, he got figure it figured out. But um, I'm quite sure eventually, Press, they're gonna get it together. But so far, man, these growing pains are killing us. And then the
0: last key that I had prior to this game was the Bears' offensive line going up against Jerry Hughes. I said, hey, pass rush-wise, we're going to have to neutralize them to give Justin some time to throw that football. And I will tell you, A-Dub, in my opinion, <laughs> we didn't do a good job there, man. From a pass protection standpoint, Jerry Hughes had two sacks, and I felt like Justin was under constant pressure in that game. That run block-wise, oh, those boys got it done. But pass, Woo. bro, ugh.
1: Yeah, man, it didn't look good. I saw one of those plays where Larry Jerry Hughes um, got one of those sacks. And I was like, he just bulldozed with your boy Braxton Jones. I'm like, come on, man. have my man flopping out there. I said, it's not a little good look right here. But, yeah, man, he did his thing.
0: Hughes did his thing. I mean, what you expect, They dub That's a rookie fifth-round draft pick going up against a, a former pro bowler, all-pro all pro guy, yeah. uh, a veteran in the league. So, mm-hmm. listen, hey, Braxton Jones, man, we we said it, audience. We told y'all. Each of these weeks, he's going to be his premier pass rushers. He's getting that baptism. But i tell you one thing, he's going to be better for it in the long run. I promise you.
1: Oh, yeah. He's getting his education right now. So take full advantage of that. And hopefully down the road, prayers, next few weeks or so, he start to show some very good signs for us.
0: Now, inactives, man, we had a surprise inactive on the list going into this game. It was Jalen Johnson, who we talked about in our preview part, that he showed up on the injury list with a quad injury. Well, Jalen was a surprise inactive, at least as far as I was concerned. When I saw the name pop up, I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" And then we already knew that Velas Jones was going to be out in this ball game, along with Matt Adams. Right. But Ada,
1: what was your thoughts going into this matchup when you heard that Jalen Johnson was going to be inactive? You talking about the drop off? Now who's our best, you know, cornerback at this point? You know, you got the rookie now, so that's a big drop off with Jalen Johnson missing. You know how. Those guys over at Houston, Texas, he got some weapons. He's throwing two meals. So you got Collins, you got Cooks. It's a lot of guys over there, man. So I, I was concerned, Chris.
0: Now, I will say this. I was concerned as well, and I'm not going to lie to you. Any game where I see Vildor out there on the field a little bit more uh, than I think that he should be on the field, yeah. I'm a little concerned. And I will say in this game, Kyler Gordon continues to take some lumps. But I thought I saw some things from him that was encouraging. Because to mm-hmm. your point, he was thrown into a tough situation. He's going up against Brandon Cooks. He's going up against some really solid receivers there. I thought Kyler Gordon held his own.
1: I thought the same thing, Perez. Um, you know, he had a couple of little mishaps out there, but that's not much at all compared to his against the against the, um, against the um, Packers. He really struggled there, but he did show a lot of signs of improvement. He had a bounce back game, you asked me, and I thought he did well. So I was happy for him, man. I really was. So we're starting to see some improvement from Kyler Gordon for sure.
0: Let's get into what people want us to talk about on this show. I'm sure you guys have been patiently waiting to hear us talk about this offense and Justin Fields. So I'm just going to get into it. I thought when we watched the game live, Justin played a terrible game. When I rewatched it, I felt the same damn way, audience. There's no way to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit here on this show and cap. Now you guys know how me and Adel feel about Justin. I have not lost confidence in this guy, but I'm going to tell you, that I have slight concerns. Now, I'm sure he's going to put the work in behind the scenes. I'm sure he's going to do what is necessary to get the ship right. But I will not lie. I will not sit here and lie to this audience, A-Dub, and tell them that I don't have concerns.
1: Look, Perez, you, you, you spot on, bro. I'm with you, man. I do have some concerns as well. And just looking at the passing game in general, I mean, we could talk about Lou Getze, him being part of the problem, but I also can look at Justin Fields and say, hey, you're not doing Getze any favors either. So you you got to step your game up, man. And I think a lot of this here falls on Justin Fields too. I'll,
0: I'll tell you what I saw when I rewatched the game, A-Dub. For me, and I'm not picking on the kid, but I thought he regressed a bit. Now, all offseason on this show, we talked about the work that Justin put in to fix his footwork, to fix yep. his mechanics, right, to work on his yep. pocket presence. Well, when I looked at him, when when I did the rewatch, when I watched him with all of those different areas, I saw a lot of those things to start to kind of get away from him a little bit. Now, think about that play, AW, when he threw that pick. I thought that pick came because he had really poor footwork. I'm talking about the first interception. First Now, I slowed that thing down when I rewatched it. That was the one, bad footwork, the ball sailed over Cole Komet's head. Cole Komet on that play was wide open. He was. Down the seam. The second pick, that one came when he tried to force the ball downfield to Darnell Mooney instead of throwing it to Dante Pettis, who, when I watched it on the film, was wide open, and Cole Komet was even open. But he tried to force it in there to Mooney. And so my thing is, when I think about that, it's the thing that we talked about with him prior. The decision-making, that has to get cleaned up. Justin Fields has thrown more interceptions in his career than touchdowns. Got to clean that up.
1: But I also thought he was holding the ball a little bit too long as well, because I think on some of the plays you saw him holding the ball, now he got pressure all up on him now. But we could have got rid of it sooner, right? Or even took off soon if he wanted to. But I just thought that that's what he had to also clean up. And that's all part of the decision making that you referred to.
0: It's only three weeks into the season. We also know that this kid did not have the benefit of a fair rookie season. It's totally too early, in my opinion, a To totally evaluate this kid, that's why we got to give him the full season. We got to do the whole body of work. But what I will say is there's fans out here that are, like, jumping off the the bandwagon. I've been watching on Twitter when you guys are celebrating this kid for a whole year. The guy has a couple bad games here. You're ready to jump off the bandwagon. That is not being a fan. The kid needs some support. Now, I don't think just because he had a couple bad games, I don't think that he's going to be the guy. I'm just saying that I have concerns because I need to see him fix some of these things that we're seeing out there. He's got to fix the decision-making. He's got to clean up the footwork and the mechanics. I also would like to see the coaching staff have a little bit more confidence in the guy because if you don't have confidence in him, what you think he going to do? If You go into a half and you decide to run the ball or on plays when guess he's running the ball on third and 10 and third and 17. I'm like, what is you doing? That's showing your quarterback like, nah, son, we're going to punt
1: you not doing him any favors. And then you look at press when he does make a turnover, so he goes to the side of the bench. You know, it's like he's by himself alone. Who's there to say, hey, next play, let's go. Let's keep it moving. So kind of looks a little lonely out there just seeing him. So, I, again, I'm with you. He made some mistakes. But at the same time, we don't want to kill his confidence either.
0: No, I don't want to see the coaching staff kill the kid's confidence. I think he's going to be okay. But the fan base, let's stay in there with the kid. It's okay for us to be critical. It's okay yep. for us to say he needs to play better. Well, come on now. Don't be sitting over here talking about, all oh, this kid don't have it or, you know, already talking about the next quarterback. I was seeing some foolishness out there. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? We always looking for the next guy. Focus on the guy we got here in front of us. This is telling
1: the kid now. He just got to get it together. That's it. Let him grow. He'll be all right, man. I just think right now, this is growing pains again that we talked about for us. That's what he's going through. Give this kid a chance. And on top of it, I'm sorry. But I'm just going to put it out there. Me
0: and Ada, we grew up in the inner city. And we had to work a little harder than maybe the average person to get to where we are in life. So we know what it's like to not start off at third base like some other people have. So listen, Justin Fields is starting slow. He's at first base, slowly approaching
1: second base. So give the kid a chance. And the other thing, he'll be there, he'll be good. Yeah, and he put a lot of work into it. We see, we know he put a lot of work into it, Perez. So that's why I'm not jumping off the bandwagon because he's still working really hard, Perez, at his craft. So it's not like he quit on us. He's still doing all the work, man. So for that reason alone, Perez, eventually we're going to see it come to the field. So got to be a little patient, I guess, at this point.
0: No, he got no choice to. I'm I'm not, listen, I, I didn't see anything in that film that made me say that this kid can't turn things around. We right. know that he's got too much uh, work ethic the We know that he cares about what he's doing. You know what I mean? So he'll be fine. Now, I will say this, though, to the point you made about him holding on to the ball too long. He's got to improve that clock in his head. We yeah. talk about that all the time on this show. That clock in your head as a quarterback tells you, hey, it's time for me to escape. That pocket's starting to collapse. I need to step up into it. I got to make a decision. Am I going to run? Am I going to throw this ball away? We can't just sit here and hold on to the football and take these sacks. That's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Right. Missing the open receivers, AW. as I mentioned before. We can't do that. We can't do that. When protection breaks down, Justin has to feel that pressure, be decisive in what he's going to do. Trust your eyes, Justin. That's pretty much all I can say from watching the film. He's got to trust what he's seeing out there. He's got to go ahead and be deliberate, intentional with the things that he's going to do out there.
1: Right. And you don't have to think about going for the big plays. Like you look looking for some big plays, too. So, hey, he'll be fine. You're right. You just got to make the right decision. But back to my original point
0: about Coach Iberflus. Now, he tried to explain away why he didn't use those timeouts with a minute four left and a half. When I saw that, AW, I didn't like it in the moment. And when I rewatched, I didn't like it even more. Because that was a prime opportunity to put the ball in Fields' hands and get the team marched into a scoring position. You have a minute and four left, three timeouts. Let's go. Right. That could have gave Justin some confidence going into that locker room, coming out in that third quarter.
1: You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it's like he wants this team to speed up or anything like that for us. was like we're taking this whole thing slow. And then he's not using timeouts. It's like, hey, what are we really doing right here?
0: But when Ibrafus talked about it, though, he explained the decision as a mixture of of some analytics that they were kind of discussing. And then also he admitted there was poor coaching on his his side. But I, I would say this, man. Fuck the analytics. Actions speak a <laughs> lot of the words. And in my mind, I'm telling you, dub in my mind, I thought that was a decision of a coach that was like, hey, look, I don't trust this quarterback. I know that Khalil Herbert is, real, is mowing them. I know that Khalil Herbert right now is, is really getting some yards from me, so I'll just lean on him in the second half. And that's kind of what I thought their thinking was.
1: Yeah, that definitely was the thinking right there, Perez. They wanted to just stick with the run, you know, let Khalil Herbert do what he got to do. But at the end of the day, Perez, we – they talked about it. You and I talked about it as well. Still need some balance going on. Well, not only the balance, but we
0: all know that the success of this bear season is going to be defined by Justin Fields and his development. In my opinion, I know that Coach Iberflus is playing for wins, but you also have to balance the development in addition to getting those wins. Justin Fields has to take that step this season.
1: Absolutely, Perez. you got to do both. you got to develop the quarterback. These things that you said we've on, we got to clean it up big time. But they also start with Eberflus, really give the kid a chance to really shine in that area to show that he's actually improved in some of these areas. You can't hold him that tight to keep the training wheels on. No, we got to get him off because one thing that, remember
0: when we did our episode earlier in the preseason, A Dub, and I talked about all the different ways of how they could tailor this offense to Justin's strengths.
1: You're right. Yep.
0: Well, these first three games of the season, I'm not seeing enough of that. The things that I'm seeing them doing. From an offensive standpoint, it's been uneventful. It's been very simple concepts. And I'm like, get Justin out into the space. Let him make decisions on the run. Let's get some bootlegs going, right? Let's get some rollouts. The shit that we saw in preseason, where is that now? That's what I need to see. They got to find a way to make this kid more comfortable in this offense. More play-action passes. You know what I'm saying? That's the stuff that I need to see from them. More running plays for Justin. Get the kid some confidence. Let him get his juice flowing a little bit. You know what I mean? You know if you get a couple of plays going back-to-back where they're starting to work, he starts to feel it. He starts to get a little bit of a rhythm.
1: Do things to help this young quarterback out. And I like where you're going there. You're talking about giving them a rhythm, Perez. You're right. They can do several different things with them. And I do like the play action part of it because I think that seems to work for Justin. Even when he's in shotgun, Perez, keeping them on the move in shotgun gets them going too. So I think Justin loved the movement, being able to have that mobility going for himself. That helps him. But keep them in that pocket like that, Perez, just doesn't seem to be the best option for him all the time. Now on the defensive side of the ball, that we already talked offensive. We talked about the things that Justin has
0: to do better. We talked about the, the offensive line has to do a better job in pass pro. But I thought the offensive line did a great job of blocking Khalil Herbert. I'm telling you, did his thing out there. We also need to see our receivers getting open. There's no separation out there. We need to see Ganty get a little bit more creative with the play calls. There's a lot of things on that offense that we got to get tightened up. But I want to focus on the defense real quick, a because I thought our defense in this football game came up really good. Now, we still struggled a little bit against the pass in this game, which, as you mentioned, with not having Jalen Johnson out there, what do you think is going to happen, right? Right. But the defense had two takeaways. Interception by Eddie Jackson and my boy Roquan Smith with that game-sealing interception at the end that set it up for Cairo Santos to do his work. But I want to get your thoughts on the defense, Adil. What did you like? What did you dislike out there?
1: What I dislike out there, Perez, is that Early on in the game, we were not get enough pressure on the quarterback. I was seeing Mills just sitting back there, Perez, just looking for a receiver. I'm like, where's the pressure at? Get back there, Quinn. Where you at? You know, you guys get back there, come off the edge. He's just sitting there. So I was concerned that way. Then also, I saw Damien Pierce, you know, get him some good runs in as well. I'm like, we still got to stop the run that Perez talked about a lot about it as well. So I didn't see enough of that early on, Perez. I thought we allowed them um, to do multiple things against us. But then... The clock turned around, right? The defense started to get stronger after we scored that first touchdown in the second half. The defense started to play much, much better for as We started putting pressure out there on Mills. He started to struggle a lot more. And I think we just started to shut them down. So I got to give the defense a lot of credit of how they played in that second half.
0: No, I mean, I I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, because when you look at this ball game, as I mentioned, that pick by Roquan Smith, I mean, that set the tone right there. I mean, mean, not just the pick, but Roquan Smith, he set the tone all day long, A-Dub. I mean, you talk about a guy that rebounded from having probably one of his worst games of his career against the Packers to coming back against the Texans and really looking fired up all damn day long. And like I said, man, what did I tell him? If you want that money, you got to show us what you could do in this defense. Well, guess what? Roquan, you shut me the fuck up, and I appreciate it. Keep shutting me the fuck up.
1: Hey, I got to tell Roquan, is you heard Perez talking, you heard Perez and Dub out there speaking on you, man. You said, "Oh, I got to shut everybody up right now. You came out and performed extremely well. I mean, you stopped in the run. <laughs> you been in coverage as well. you done everything you could do out there. That's the type of Roquan's film that, that we've actually been accustomed to.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, think about it, bro. There were a couple times there at that goal line that I saw Roquan stuffing Damian Pierce. Yeah. And we needed that. We needed every bit of that. Because like I said, man, not only was that game a turning point for him, that he could play at that level that we're accustomed to seeing, but that fires up a defensive unit that needed that. They need that leader playing like that.
1: Absolutely, Perez. And I thought what that play you're talking about when he got that uh, stop, I mean <laughs> – That led to the Texans getting the field goal, but it could have been more damage had he not got that. So I got to give Roquan a lot of credit, man, for what he did. Great game, bro.
0: No, really great game. And like I said, man, I thought that their performance in this game, well, the defense, it wasn't perfect, right? But they were shorthanded. Matt Adams, Jalen Johnson, those guys are not making excuses. But hey, the young guys, they stepped up in their place. And like I said, man, this is a unit, man, that continues to struggle against the pass, as I mentioned earlier but they showed progress against the running game. Because what do we say? The first two weeks of the season, teams were running the ball at will against us. Well, for the first time this season, we held an opponent under 100 yards, and I thought that that was really important in this ball game.
1: Yeah, it was very important, praise, and I thought yeah, we definitely did a good job at stopping the run. I, I, I got to give it to those to those guys, but it does, like you said before, it kind of started with Roquan how you set the tone with it, and then these guys were just making good tackles. That's what you was concerned about at first, Perez, against the Packers. We didn't tackle well. I thought in this game we did a much better job. Oh man, hell yeah! I mean, think about it.
0: Again, the Bears are two on one right now, and in both of those wins. The defense played good. Well, I would say the defense played and good enough for us to get those wins. The run game, hey man, I'm so excited, man. Because you know how I love running the football. A-Dim. I just I just there's <laughs> nothing about man just running the football against the team. It takes away all that little, the little, you know, the defense be out there talking all that shit. And you start getting off a couple of them big time runs on them. Hey, they start shutting up. Now they're focusing on what they need to do. You want to take that fucking momentum away from a team. And that's what I thought we did when Khalil Herbert got the going. Hey, that Texas defense, they realized who they were real quick. He reminded them.
1: Right. And that defense starts to wear down more and more prayers as Khalil Herbert was doing this thing. So, but like you say, man, that's how you start. That's how you get it going, man. That's how you slow your opponents down. That's how you keep Mills on the bench and now have quarterbacks on the bench and wondering, thinking too much, right, Perez, when they're not playing. They're on the sideline, getting cold or whatever. They're not out there performing or working. So that's what you want to see happen. Run it up them. Do your thing. That's what we like, man. Let the, let the team show what they can do in that run game.
0: Yeah, and I know there was a lot of people that was in our mentions and in our DMs saying, well, you know, how can I feel good about a win against the Houston Texans? I said, well, any given Sunday, you're not guaranteed to beat anybody. True. You can never sit here and take any opponent lightly. So I'm going to take this win. Now, am I going to be critical of maybe certain aspects of the team? Sure. But I'm going to take that win all day long. we two 2-1. I'd rather be 2-1 one than 1-2. One you're talking about <laughs> What we talking about?
1: <laughs> exactly, man. I'd rather get the victory friends. It. It's a different type of tone where you're talking about what you can do better after a win than talking about, hey, so many things that went wrong after a loss. That's a hard conversation there.
0: Yeah, it's a hard conversation. But what I will tell you, audience, what is hard is for Matty Bafusa and Luke Getzey to fucking figure out, hey, if you want to find out what you got in this quarterback, then let him show you what he could do. And if you don't think that he can do it,
1: well, give the kid a chance. Listen, I would say this, if he's bad, then at least you would know. But you all didn't draft this quarterback. Fields was drafted by
0: Pace. So I feel like you guys will be doing yourselves a disservice, Ibra Flus and Getty, if you don't give this kid an opportunity to perform. Let him throw the ball. Because the amount of passes that he's thrown in this season – I don't think it's enough. Now, I'm going to take week one out of the equation because we know what those weather conditions were like. But I want to see more out of Justin. I know that a lot of people didn't like what they saw, the, the two picks and his pass, his completion percentage was, was low. And, I, yeah, I know the audience. I'm going back to Justin because I feel that this season is about Justin Fields' development. I keep saying that. And I want our coaches and that coaching staff to give this kid a chance.
1: They got to give him a chance, Bryce. They have to. And to your point, you got to know what kind of quarterback you really have. Having him just allow Cleo Herbert and Dave McGovern to run the football all day long, it's not doing him any service. So you got to give the kid a chance. Let him try to air it out, man. Let him also try to figure out some things on his own, right? Let him realize what kind of quarterback he really is in the NFL. Well, this is my thing.
0: I'm okay with going heavy on a running game, but let's pepper in some passes now. Yeah. Take the training wheels off, as you mentioned before. Fuck that. Listen, for any of the parents out there, you know how that feeling was when you're teaching your kid how to ride that bike and the kid is like, oh, dad, you're behind me, pushing me, and you're holding and making sure I'm good. you all the way on the other side of the street. Like, no, you're doing that yourself. Right. <laughs> it's time. Maddie Bufus, Luke Getty, it's time. Let, your, let let Justin go. Hey, he may fall off the bike. He going to get up, dust himself off, and get it. That's what this season about. This 2022 season. It's about him having some lumps. Look at Kyler Gordon.
1: He had a rookie out there taking yeah. his lumps. Braxton Jones taking his lumps. That's what this season is about. He's going to take some, he's going to throw some interceptions. You know, I, I can I can understand that part of it. It comes with, with a young quarterback trying to figure things out. It's going to happen, man. But at the end of the day, like we've been talking about, his development is more important. Only way you can develop, Perez, is to throw the football, man, or be out there running the way you want to do it in the way. So let Justin Fields lose. Let him be part of the game. I don't want to see this kid playing timid or no. second-guessing himself.
0: No, I, I agree with that 100%. Well, listen, A-Dub, we took this part of the show here where we're going to give out some game balls offensively. What are we doing, bro?
1: You know we're doing offensively, Priz. We're going with Khalil Herbert, man. <laughs> we can't go any other way, really. Khalil Herbert on the offense You talked a lot about it already, how you can run the football. But I'll tell you, Perez, how he came out in that third quarter and set that tone after the team booed. I mean, the fans were booing the team, Perez, going into halftime. They were being booed. The Texans come out and score a field goal. He comes out on our first offensive possession, Perez, and run that bitch 52 yards. So you ask me, man, I'm like, hey, I love what I saw here from Khalil Herbert, man. So that kid just showed me a lot.
0: And not only that, but he also got my "Here Comes the bull moment with that fifty-two yard run. Because I'm telling you, when he ran that thing, I was in the parking lot like, "Shit!" I'm like, "Boy, somebody give me a football.
1: Let's go, <laughs> Khalil.
0: Let's go." That shit got me fired up out there, bro. Now I've been out, have been a little, a little bit out of, you know, out of wind there, you know, after a little bit. But listen, it got me fired up out there. Though. <laughs>
1: I want my ass to see my boy friends run that football, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking running through cars and shit in the parking lot. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, look, y'all don't realize my boy friends in good shape, man. Hey, you should see his physique. I'll tell you, friends, be out there like a running back. Y'all, y'all sleep on
0: friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that talk to me, though but no, no hey, and t- hey, that's a great game ball recipient. I mean, honestly, man, <laughs> the only thing that I could just say here is. He sh- continued to show us, A-Dub, that he could step up into that workhorse role here in this offense. And that's good news because we don't know how long David Montgomery's going to be out. We don't know the extent of that injury.
1: That's true. And that's the good thing right there, having another guy like Khalil Herbert who can run it that you and I have been talking about, prince We saw it last year, right? We saw that when David Montgomery went out, we saw how well Khalil Herbert ran. So it won't be anything new to him. But the thing is, it's good to know we have a back that can do what he can do.
0: True story. I got to give my game ball to Cairo Santos, man. Okay. Now, week one, you know, we know what happened there. That was all A-Dub's fault. You know, he started speaking <laughs> about things. <laughs> I
1: had
0: to keep my mouth closed, man. So ever since A-Dub ain't been on this show saying that type of stuff, man, we've seen there's been a difference out here, this. so y'all are welcome. But I got to give Cairo the, uh, the game ball here for week three because, listen, man, anytime you get a guy that hits a game winning field goal for you, I don't care if it's a 20-yard shot or I don't care if it's a 20-yard field goal, A-Dub, a a 30 yard field goal. That's a pressure-packed situation.
1: Agreed.
0: We're sitting in this league, AW with well, kickers are missing extra points. So these things ain't gimmies. So you still got to go up there and knock them down.
1: He went up there, Perez, held it down. Hey, like a pro, and knocked that kick out the park, <laughs> man. That's what I'm talking about, Santos. He gets my game ball, three field goals on the day. Two extra points. Yeah, he got both them extra points,
0: (laughs) y'all. My boy, Cairo Santos, baby. Yes, sir. Thank God for Cairo. Santos held it down. All right, defensively, I mean, I'm giving my game ball to Roquan. I mean, as I told you guys earlier, my boy Roquan sealed that game up because I knew that shit was over. When he picked that shit off, I was like, yes, sir. This (laughs) shit's a wrap now. This shit's a wrap now. Thank you so much, Davis Mills. Thank you for showing us who you are. You know what I'm saying? You got people over here talking about something. Oh, well, Davis Mills, he, he's showing that he's got a little bit more to his career than Justin. Shut y'all asses up with that bullshit. Get out of here. Davis Mills is fucking trash. Justin just played like trash. David Mills is trash. There's a difference.
1: And, Chris, you called this out anyway. You said Davis Mills going to make some mistakes, throw some interceptions out there, Chris. And that was one of a critical one. Roquan got that, baby. Hey. Put the boy Santos, like you said, in a good position. So that's what I'm talking about, man.
0: Yeah, but he gets that game ball he does because, listen, he didn't practice all week. We talked about it in our previous show. He had that hip injury, right, was active for the game, and he showed you. He had a little bit of a rough start. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all perfect. But once he settled into that game, he was all over the fucking field. 16 seemed- tackles, bro. It seemed like every tackle that was out there, he was part of it. Mm-hmm. 16 tackles, though. It felt like he was in the backfield. It seemed like anytime they was running a play, I saw 58.
1: Definitely saw 58, man. And I, I'm just happy for him, Perez. I really am because I was starting to have a little bit little of bit, a little bit of concern with him. Like, hey, man, are you still worried about the money or are you out there out there going produce, man? Because I know Perez, he called him out, right? But he's like, look, I still want to show you all what I can do for this team. So, Roquan, I got no problem. With you, bro. I'm glad you showed up and showed out, man. Keep going, keep going. My defensive game ball go to Andy Jackson. Bo Jack. Let's go. Hey, Jack Perez has had three very good games, in my opinion, Perez. And and, and the thing is, I'm just happy for him because now he's starting to be consistent now. I mean, another interception he got, Perez. It looked like the Texas was cooking, trying to get a drive, get a good drive going on. And Bo Jack says, look, the ball tipped up. I'm going to beat you to the punch. I'm going to get that, man. So, Bojack has done well in that area, Prince. But he also done a good at, at tackling, too. So, Bojack, may held it down. Even when we didn't have Jalen Johnson, Bojack still did his thing.
0: And that's what we were talking about in the preview plot. This guy's the elder statesman of that secondary. That's what we need. You need him to bring that stability to that secondary. And he showed you. To your point, hey, three games so far this season, Eddie Jackson has played well in all three of them. And listen this man's got two picks on the season. We are starting to get the Eddie Jackson back that we all fucking forgot about. See, Eddie, that's the problem. When we was coming (laughs)
1: for you, it's just because we forgot. We ain't know, man. We ain't know he was still there. But he there. Hey, man, y'all here like singing that Roy Jones song. Y'all must have forgot. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Welcome back, Eddie.
0: Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to have to keep a buck a buck. I know it's gonna at this point it's going to feel like I'm piling on, but my underperformer for week three is Justin Fields. And as I said earlier, I'm seeing regression there in the first three games of this season. I just need to see better, man. You know what I mean? Now, what I will say here is I'm going to be fair and say I got to factor in that supporting cast of wide receiver. I got to factor in that pass protection on the O-line. But the reason why I'm giving my underperformer to the fields was just those bad throws, those bad reads, man. Those interceptions, bro. Like, those were just bad reads that he had. And even on the rewatch, A-Dub, I said, oof, that's even worse than when I watched it uh, on TV. You know what I'm saying? But now I will tell people, let's relax on calling this kid a bust. I know he's got plenty of room for improvement, but I still think that this kid has the tools to be a top-tier quarterback in this NFL. But I'm going to be honest with you all and say, look, what I saw on film, it had me kind of scratching my head a little bit. I'm hoping that the New York Giants are gonna be that medicine to cure all his ills.
1: The good thing about Justin Fields, you heard of this presser, he took full ownership of his play. So now you go out there perform against the Giants, be all good, Perez. So he got to show us something. Mind the performer, because they are tandem, Justin Fields. My go to money moon. You mm. ain't been money. You ain't been money. Oh,
0: that bank been closed like a motherfucker, boy. And
1: Perez already said the bank been closed too many times already. This is the third week. And Perez keeps telling me the bank is closed. Matter of fact, you got other people out there calling me out, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big <laughs> yeah. Dave calling me out. You know what I'm saying? Money move. you making me look bad now, man. <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear Big Dave voice no more, man. Not at all. I don't want to hit that man press up me and Perez telling them what's going on. I don't need that. I know what's going on. I can see it. Oh, so look. You got to show me something, Money Moon. Hey, you can't drop no pass. Because one thing I will say this year, Justin Fields is already struggling. You can't contribute to that. Catch the football, man. Get involved. Get yourself involved. Find a way, man. I don't care if it's a short pass or whatever. Catch the ball. Help out your quarterback, man. That's what it's called having a supporting cast. Show Justin Fields that you're there, man. Let them see. Get the chemistry back going. You all got to do make sure it happens on the field, but you're a big part of that. So without you, you see how bad that feels, has struggle anyhow. So you got to make yourself noticeable and actually make those catches, man.
0: Hey, listen. Hey, Money Moon, you heard it, man. Listen, you, your boy A-Dub, man, he, he's tired. He's sick and tired of having to defend you out here in these streets, man. Because after a while, hey, A-Dub, ain't going to be done to defend. Now, you still got a little bit of a case now because you, you say, look, hey, Mooney had a little couple catches out there, and he stayed after the game, and he was working that judge machine. So, right. A-Dub, you know what I'm saying? He gave you a little something, something to work with. I don't know if – <laughs> week four? <laughs> now, if we see that happening in the week four again, I don't know, A-Dub. I, I, I might not be able to bite my tongue much longer. Money Moon, come on, bro. Come on, man.
1: Hey, I got to make a phone call for it. <laughs> It's a Money Moon. Hey, man, it's time, bro. It's time. Week four. It's time. Man. No, I hear you, brother. Before we get out of here, though, man, I mean,
0: I still, you know, we gave our underperformers. I said, Justin, you said Mooney. But I also got to let this coaching staff know that they're on notice. Now, while we came away with that win, A-Dub, I got more concerns for the coaching staff than I do for Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney or whoever else we talked about on this show today. And I know some people will say, you guys might have taken it too easy on the passing defense, but I'm going to take it easy on them because you got unexperienced people in that secondary. And I know they got toasted a little bit out there.
1: Right.
0: But they made plays when they need to be made. So that's why I didn't go in too much on them. But I am going to go in on this coaching staff. Matt Iberflus, you looking like a rookie head coach out there, bro. He's got to learn time management. Shit, I thought I was bad at time management in my damn job. (laughs) What the hell are you doing, coach? Come on, man. Use them damn timeouts, like I said earlier. They don't roll over. Use the timeouts. Give Justin a chance, bro. You show no confidence in this man. You just show any confidence in your offensive coordinator. Not a good look. Now, I talked about earlier, A-Dub, when Luke he made the decision to call running plays on 3rd and 17, 3rd and 10, and 3rd and 6 in that first half of the game. Bro, I was so motherfucking heated when I saw that shit. And then when I rewatched it, I was even more upset. Yeah, sure, Justin Fields had his struggles. Sure, I gave Justin Fields my underperformer, A-Dub. But you got to show, co- show confidence in your quarterback, bro. If you don't show confidence in him, then how the hell is he going to have confidence? You guys are a partnership. You guys should be attached to the hip. You should show this kid, like, look, I believe in you. I'm going to call this pass and play. I'm sure you're going to be able to take this team down the field to score. And Maddie Bafluce, you need to be showing that quarterback that you got confidence. Hey, coach. I mean, hey, Justin, we gonna cut, we're gonna we gonna call these players, we're gonna walk it down the field on these dudes. Hey, we're gonna score here. Show them that you believe in. Because right now, the way you coach it, you coach is scared. Don't do it.
1: That's a good word you use there. Talk about coaches scared, friends. Because now you're playing to the server 36. Hey man, throw that football. Throw that football 36. You really got no excuses in that play. I can somewhat give you, you know, roll with you on third until you worry about an interception or something like that. But third and six, man, you really ain't got no excuses, really. Put the ball you put back in your quarterback hand and let him make some magic happen, man.
0: Do that at least. Well, you're nicer to me because I thought all three of those scenarios you got to pass.
1: <laughs> Even if it's a
0: short pass and you give the receiver a chance to break a yeah. couple of tackles, something. something. I don't want to yeah. see no damn draw play. I'm sorry. That's the ultimate I give up play call. If You threw in the towel then. <laughs> yeah, you threw in the towel. Fuck that. No, we deserve better. We deserve better. But I will say, we are now on to the Giants. We will be traveling to New York to watch them play. And the Bears, audience, they've won the last three meetings between these two teams. And we got another matchup here once again, with Justin going up against another young quarterback in his league, Daniel Jones. Now, I ain't going to disparage Daniel Jones, but I'm just going <laughs> to tell you this. Justin, you know who you are, brother. You know who you are. You go to New York and you're going to do what you need to do.
1: Go to New York and be yourself.
0: And uh, stay out of the clubs.
1: But honest.
0: <laughs> we appreciate your continued support of this platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. With the Bears Central. We're going to holler at y'all on Wednesday, and we are out.